tonight, on the midnight train. Your crew discusses one of the most feared creatures in human history. A creature that twists man into a fearsome beast in the moonlight. Yet, there are questions to be answered. Do werewolves really hate vampires? Is the Twilight series the worst movie series ever made? Does Wolfman have nards? Let's find out. Punch your ticket, find your seat, and grab a drink because you're on the midnight train. Welcome to the Midnight Train. This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. All aboard! Hola to our Mexican listeners. Hey to our Swedish listeners. Konnichiwa to our new Japanese listeners. And a big old welcome back to all of you that have been with us for a while now. If you're new here, welcome to the Midnight Train Podcast, where we bring the dark to light from paranormal to pseudoscientific. Nothing is out of bounds. I am your conductor of the cryptic, Jonathan Sayer. And with me, as always, is the engineer of the unexplainable, Jeff Butchko. How you doing today, buddy? Hey, hey, how's it going? I'm one ear, so... You're one ear? Yeah, yeah. We're just going to call you one ear? Yeah, so loud noises might frighten me. Loud noises! <laughs> it, make, it may make me uh, frightened, so just just FYI. Okay, so we'll try not to scare you. Yeah, 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 because okay. it's one ear. All like right. shell shock. <laughs> shell shock. <laughs> I can't hear! Uh, on my left, our switchman of the superstitious and captain of the quick check, my son Riley Sayer. How's it going today, buddy? I'm good, how are you? Oh, I'm better. Is that better than the nerd one? Yeah, yeah. I think we can roll with that. Okay, Jeez, good. Sheldon. Okay, anyways, <laughs> prima donna. <laughs> All right. Well, obviously, thank you everyone for listening. Um, don't forget to head over to www.themidnighttrainpodcast.com and sign up for the midnight bonus train for bonus episodes, including but not limited to our drunken movie reviews and more. You can also listen to all of our regular episodes, buy some super sweet merchandise, um, especially to help, you know, keep the train rolling. And uh, plus, we have YouTube videos up there for everything that we put out right now. They're just kind of teaser videos until we get verified. Highlights. Highlights. It's the funny clips. You know, we mention in our episodes a lot where we say, you know, watch the YouTube video to see this or something happening. That's that's where it's at. That's where you find it on YouTube.com. YouTube. YouTube. And you could just search the Midnight Train podcast and it'll be... Should yeah. be the first one up. Should be a everywhere like that, right? Yes. And, uh, you know, also please subscribe, like, rate us on your favorite podcast platform, and most importantly, share the Midnight Train to everyone you know. Word of mouth is how we're going to, you know, keep the steam in our engines and keep bringing you continuous content. Um, lastly, just to get this shit out of the way, in uh, last week's episode, we started something new where we play an unsigned band that we want to help promote. So at the end of this episode... Check out the Midnight Train's Boxcar and the band Dawn Lights from Cleveland, Ohio with their song Wake Up the World. Check them out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Dawn Lights Band and let them know you heard them while riding the Midnight Train. Choo-choo. That's right. All right. Let's get on with this. I'm excited about this episode. I've been wanting to do this one for a long time. So, Jeff, where's the train headed today, buddy? Today, the train takes us into werewolf territory. And not to mention... It is the underdog, no pun intended, of the horror monsters, I feel. 
You feel like the werewolf's the underdog? Absolutely. Really? Well, Twilight, the vampire got the chick, not the werewolf, right? He got the daughter. Kind of weird. Do we have to actually include Twilight in any of that? Underworld, though? all the, the werewolves died and the vampires lived. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'm seeing an ongoing trend. Yeah, all right. Yeah, they're the underdog. All right. Well, uh, yeah. So uh, listen, you know what we always do here? And uh, since uh, Riley's the only one with out one opened up, Riley, why don't you do us the favor and crack that beer, buddy? Oh, my eye. <laughs> All right. To a good episode, boys. Yes. And if you have a beer out there, we hope you're enjoying it. Uh, happy Labor Day to everyone out there. I know when you're hearing this, that is right. it's going to be the day after Labor Day. But, uh, yeah, happy Labor Day. Hope everyone had a, a good little day off. Hopefully enjoyed it because we don't have much uh, summer left. Hopefully you cooked some burgers and had a fire outside and maybe got that yard work finally finished, even though it's the end of the season. I didn't do any of that. <laughs> I worked today. Did yeah, you? That was me. Yeah. I was cooped up doing my thing. All right. So we're talking about werewolves today. And listen, I'm a you know, I'm a huge nerd when it comes to, you know, uh horror monsters and horror movies and things like that. So going through and like doing uh, a lot of research on this, um, it, it a lot to do there's a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. There's a lot of stuff on this. So werewolves, okay, aka lycanthropes. Okay, the term lycanthropy or lycanthropy. Like lycanthropy, lycanthropy, is what lycanthropy. I would say. Yeah, that sounds more. Thank you. Uh, referring both to the ability to transform oneself into a wolf and to the act of of so doing comes from ancient Greek. The word does occur in ancient Greek sources, but only in late antiquity. Only rarely, and only in the context of clinical lycan lycanthropy. Damn it, that word sucks. <laughs> Described by Galen, where the patient had the ravenous appetite and other qualities of a wolf. The Greek word attains some currency only in Byzantine Greek, featuring in the 10th century encyclopedia Suda. Um, use of the Greek-derived lycanthropy in English occurs in learning or learned writing beginning in the later 16th century. And uh, at first, explicitly for clinical like lycan lycanthropy, that word can suck my ass. So it has nothing to do with gyros. 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 Gyros? Gyros. Why would that have anything to do with gyros? That's Greek. What? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Jeff. <laughs> um, so anyway, clinical like lycanthropy is uh, it's the type of insanity where the patient imagines to have transformed into a wolf and not in reference to supposedly real shape-shifting. Use of lycanthropy for supposed shape-shifting shape -shifting is much later introduced around 1830. So this stuff stems back all the way from like 10th century, you know what I mean? And like the ancient Greeks and stuff like that. So werewolvery has been around for a while. So uh, werewolvery was a common accusation in witch trials throughout their history, and it featured even in the Valais witch trials, which the Valais witch trials... Uh, is one of the earliest such trials altogether in the first half of the 15th century. And likewise, in the Vaud, an area of Switzerland that burned roughly 500 supposed witches to death. Now, Ooh. we've all heard about, you know, the Salem witch trials and stuff. Yes. But it went it went everywhere. It wasn't just in, you know, Salem. It was all over Europe. It was all over everywhere. So they, uh, yeah, they killed like 500 supposed witches to death. Um, and so the child-eating werewolves reported as early as 1448... A peak of attention to lycanthropy uh, came in the late 16th to early 17th century as part of the European witch hunts. A number of treatises. Is that right? Treatise, treatises? Treatises? Yeah. Treatises? You're not even paying attention, you fucker. Treatises. Treatises. You're, say, you're, yeah. you're, a, you're a treatises. Yairo. <laughs> Dude, I love a good Yairo. Oh, 
Yiro. It's lamb meat. Yiro. It? It's, it's delicious. There's a place here in town that has fucking amazing There's ones. George's Gyro. I, I can't go. Every time I go in there, there's more flies than there are people. Yeah, I'm sure it gets yeah. hit by like the no health offense. board. Yeah, no offense. <laughs> monthly. So a number of these treatises, treatises, treat, treat, whatever, on werewolves were written in France during 1595 and 1615. Werewolves were cited in 1598 in Anjou, and a teenage werewolf was sentenced to life imprisonment in Bordeaux in 1603. Teen wolf. Teen wolf. Yeah. Oh, dude, no style. These waves are mine. <laughs> Dude, I haven't seen that in forever. It's a good one. Even Team Wolf, well, Team Wolf Tool kind of sucked, but whatever. The first one with Michael J was yeah. good. Uh, Henry Bouguet, Bouguet, I'm going to say his name is Bouguet, uh, wrote a lengthy chapter about werewolves in 1602. In the VOD, werewolves were convicted in 1602 and 1624. A treatise, a treatise, treatise, damn it, Riley, what is that word? Treatise? I would say treatises. But there's not two. Oh, you're really or tre- bad. treaties. Like, you're really you bad. Why are you here right now? Spell it. T r e a t i s e. Treaties. Treatise. Treatise. Yeah, treatise. Treatise. How? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, a treatise by Vaud Pastor in 1653, however, argued that like lycanthropy was purely an illusion. And after this. The only further record from the Vaud dates uh, to 1670 is that of a boy who claimed he and his mother could change themselves into wolves, which was, however, not taken seriously. At the beginning of the 17th century, witchcraft was prosecuted by James I of England, who regarded werewolves as victims of delusion induced by a natural superabundance of melancholic. Okay, so, time out. Let's do a quick recap over that mouthful there. <laughs> so, basically, werewolves existed because of witches if i'm understanding this correctly no people were were they related it to witchcraft yeah basically so if you weren't like if you were abnormal in any way shape or form but especially if you're saying like hey i can change to a fucking wolf right you're you're an outcast and they're gonna cast stones and burn you or whatever the fuck they do you know what i mean right so at this time i don't know why especially if you know that there are people being burned at the stake Mm -hmm. for claiming they're witches why in the fuck would you say well you know what i'm not a witch but I turn into a wolf at night. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Get him! Yeah. You know? Burn him at the stake! So that's what was happening thus far. Right. And so melancholic is just another term for depression. So what they were saying is they were saying that people who had um, re- regarded themselves as werewolves suffered from um, a mental depression. So it was like the emo goth kids that were... right. Like, I'm a werewolf. I right. hate life. Which there's probably still those my out there. My dad hates yeah. me. I hate my dad. I must be a werewolf. Can you play The Cure? I like The Cure. Anyway, after 1650, belief in lycanthropy had mostly disappeared from French-speaking Europe as evidenced in Diderot's Encyclopedia, which attributed reports of lycanthropy to a disorder of the brain, like we were just saying. So everyone's saying that eh, this is all, and there's a, most of the stuff we talk about have to do with some sort of mental illness. Uh, As it I've, should. I've come I to mean, notice if that. you think about a lot of these things, yeah, like, you know, like I can't wait till we get to the uh, the the brown lady uh, over in England or whatever because I got to do. There's so much. Uh, it's pretty racist of yeah. you. I mean, why? No, not like that. Oh, okay, okay. Hi, Davy. <laughs> Hola. Hola, Davy. <laughs> um, hey, remember Moody. 2020, right? We got this. All right. Anyway. Vote them in. Yes. Um, so anyway, uh, there, uh, although there were continuing reports of extraordinary wolf-like beasts, but not werewolves, one such report concerned the beast of Gavadon, Gavadon, I'm going to say, 
which terrorized the general area of the former province of Gavadon. Can now I ask called a question? Lesoray. Of, of course you may. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt your speed there. But, but you did. I know. But, you know, <laughs> the tale of uh, Van Helsing, that is not... It's completely Like fiction. an exaggerated it's fiction. thing. It's it completely is? Completely fiction. Yeah, okay. Absolutely fiction. Yeah. All my Because that all research- took place, like, in this era that you're talking about. That's yeah, what I'm relating to in my I'm head. I'm pretty like, oh, yeah, sure there never was an actual legitimate guy named Van Helsing. Even though about in the head maybe scene. when we get into, like, you know, the, the Frankenstein era yeah, yeah. of things, we can look into that. But, uh, yeah, as far as I know, no. This is mostly just... Um, like campfire tales, basically. Well, this is going back and just and and like everything that's been documented from medical people and whatever, saying that these people have claimed this from, you know, the 10th century all the way up, right? And that m- pretty much all of it is like you're not a werewolf. You fucking crazy. <laughs> it's a mental right. <laughs> right. You you're a werewolf. Okay, he's yeah. a biscuit. Go yeah. back in the back, you know? Like okay. yeah. So that's pretty much what all this is. And that's why I'm trying to just want to reiterate with all this stuff. Well, the witches would be the same thing too, right? Correct. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, well the the witches, there were a lot of people that, that that claimed they were witches, and then there were a lot of people that were like sought out to be witches. And okay. and at that point in time, especially with the Salem witch trials, which we should absolutely do an episode on, um, basically you could walk over and that all stemmed from little younger girls that didn't like older girls and called them a witch. That's it. Really? Swear to God. If you go back and like, I mean, obviously it's way more complicated than that, but, but that's the, the, the basis of it. They were like, you know, they didn't like this person. They knew that people were talking about witchcraft and everything else. And this is right in the turn of the century where, um, uh, what is it that we talked about before uh, spiritualism was coming into place? Okay. So they would sit there and, and they would just point a finger and say, she's a witch. And you either proved it by they would drown you. And if you floated and lived, you were a witch and then you were killed or you were dead and you weren't a witch. It's a win win. Right. Riley. Chicks ruin everything. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. To our female audience out there. He's absolutely kidding. We apologize for that. Shut up, Jeff. Anyway, yeah, so it's kind of the whole same thing where uh, everything comes down to a mental disorder is basically what I'm going through. So until the 20th century, wolf attacks on humans were an occasional but still widespread feature of life in Europe. Some scholars have suggested that it was inevitable that wolves, being the most feared predators in Europe, were projected into the folklore of evil shapeshifters. Have you seen the movie The Grey? Yes, I did see that. Yeah, wolves uh, Liam are, Neeson, right? Wolves are nasty oh, they, little they, bastards, they, dude, man. They, absolutely. I have a friend of mine, and I don't know if she listens to this podcast or not, but she actually has two wolf dogs. Oh, really? And she feeds them like whole chickens, raw chickens. Like, wow. like she's videotaped it on Facebook or whatever, and yeah. like they like and just take it, and they're huge. Yeah, I they're like could, dire wolves. Yeah, couldn't do it. Nope, not gonna do it. I but don't. They're, I don't they're want... nasty, man. Like if you watch that movie, which was a true story, and you know it's well, it that was, was based on a true story. Oh yeah, I didn't it, know that. it was pretty accurate too. Like those things, like the alpha, how the alpha runs the pack, and then they fake. Well, that's true. I they know like that. fake limp to get you to come in, and then they pounce. I mean, like they're smart really? little oh yeah they're crazy listen i would never own anything that i know could actually kill me i mean i'm already married i don't need anything else there's documented footage i can't remember if it's like discovery channel i've seen it before where it shows the the alpha he'll go in front of somebody or it's prey and he'll limp he'll limp on purpose he'll fall down he'll start whimpering just to get, to get you to come in as soon as you come in left right and behind you the whole pack whoosh, done that's insane. Yeah, they're smart, man. They're I'm, I'm never going little. into the woods ever, <laughs> like ever. I, I just, I have no. I'm gonna stay right here in this studio for the rest of my you fucking. Just gotta arm yourself with an RPG. Yeah, until I see a little wolf dog <laughs> going down, going. Oh, 
my paw hurts. I'm like, oh, what's the matter, Wolfie? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, no. So um, they pro- projected into folklore, as everyone said, it inevitably would happen. So this is said to be corroborated by the fact that areas devoid of wolves typically use different kinds of predators to fill the niche. The niche. Um, so there are were hyenas in Africa. Oh. There are were tigers in India, as well as were pumas and were jaguars in South America, because they don't have wolves down there. So the word were Riley. Ooh, Riley. What does it mean, Riley? Since we're coining our where <clears throat> on all these animals. Just that a person turned into it is what I'm going to guess. You know, there's this thing called Google you could probably do real fast. Yeah, but let's use context clues and figure context it out. Context clues. Ooh, yeah. a mystery. If I'm not mistaken, it, it means man. Man. So man, tiger, man, wolf, man, whatever. So it's an abnormally large animal is what they're coining these things. So, like if you see a huge freaking tiger, it's like right. it's a were tiger. Right. Or they're saying that, that men turn into hyenas, tigers, pumas, jaguars, and and maybe not even turn into that specific animal, but have those characteristics of those animals. Right. So that but it's in it's all over the world. So it's not just in and it's it literally created in places that don't even have wolves there. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, and a, an idea is explored in Sabine Bering Gould's work, The Book of Werewolves, is that werewolf legends may have been used to explain serial killings. Perhaps the most famous example is the case of Peter Stumpt, who we, w- we will talk about later, who was executed in 1589. The German farmer and alleged serial killer and cannibal known as the Werewolf of Bedburg. So we will talk about that. So uh, there's, there's quite a few of those, to be honest, going through the research. It's pretty insane, man. There's a lot of... Uh, Damn. Again, mental, <laughs> you know, mental shit, man. It's it's messed up. It's kind are of there. A, uh, are there werewolves in London? Because I'm pretty uh, sure Warren <laughs> Zevon warned us of that, right? <laughs> Did you know there was an actually a movie in the 30s called The Werewolf of London? Really? Yes. And we will discuss that as well. Interesting. Yeah. Not not the American Werewolf in London, which is one of my favorite yeah, movies that we did actually discussed yeah. in our top five movies that messed us up. Boobies. <laughs> <laughs> Boobies. You know that. It's magic. <laughs> so let's talk about lycanthropy, the medical condition, and what people assume that some people are turning into. You know, there's always, and you, you and I are kind of the same way, except for some things where yeah. that you know, show me the basis and the scientific aspect of it, and I'll, I'll believe that well, more. Ken Obloy could have he, because he has a very furry. <laughs> <laughs> you Ken, know, if you're out there listening right now, you might have lycanthropy. I mean, because your shoulders are pretty hairy, dude. But that Voodoo Vodka will clear it right up. That's right. Voodoo Vodka. Ladies and gentlemen, they're going to be a future sponsor of this program once they're up and running. Because our buddy Brad is no longer with the band Nonpoint. He decided to call it quits and focus specifically on Voodoo Vodka based out of Medina, Ohio. With him and Ken Oboy, our really good friend. And they will definitely be a sponsor of ours. So good segue into that. See, see, I'm looking out, Ken. I'm not trying to make fun of you. I'm actually looking out for (laughs) you. No, he is making fun of you. But by doing it, he's also looking out for you. That's see, that's that's love. How quick I am there. That's, That's true love. That's homie love. All right, so some modern researchers have tried to explain the reports of werewolf behavior with recognized medical conditions. Dr. Lee Illis of Guy's Hospital in London wrote a paper in 1963. Hey, guys. Hey, guy, I wrote a book. Hey, hey what the hospital? Guy's it's the guys. hospital. Let's go to the Guy's hospital. No girls allowed. Um, who He wrote a paper in 1963 entitled On Porphia and the Etiology of Werewolves. 
in I probably 63 you said 1963 I probably butchered that entire title of that book because like those words are like I've never even seen those words before but anyway well the reason I ask the date is because now we have some technology behind us at that point 63 you know what I mean we have a little bit of medical yeah. knowledge and a little bit of aliens. Uh, we have aliens at that time oh well, of course we right. that's a whole other episode right, 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 Moody's right. not here we, so I mean, we can't stress it we can't talk about aliens right. unless Moody's here <laughs> but I mean like it's easier probably to take this information you have from 63 versus 1683 or whatever right, it was because right. it's like well, what and a little hell? more advanced yeah right so um he argues that historical uh, historical accounts on werewolves could have in fact been referring to victims of congenital porph- porph- porphyria porph damn it <laughs> fucking fucking word p-o-r-p-h-y-r-i-a porphyria porphyra porphyra i don't care if that's it or not we're fucking calling it porphyra stating how the symptoms of photosensitivity reddish teeth and psychosis could have been grounds for accusing a sufferer of being a werewolf again if you look like something that i don't i'm not familiar with i can accuse you and then that's what you are yeah, that's, that's how the mentality was back yeah, in the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? We didn't know any better. Yeah. This is, however, argued against by author Ian Woodward. Now, this guy, he's actually got some cool shit who points out how mythological werewolves were almost invariably portray- portrayed as resembling true wolves and that their human forms were rarely physically conspicuous as porphyria, 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 porphyria whatever the fuck that word is, victims, which refers to a group of disorders that result from a buildup of natural chemicals that produce porphyrin. Aha! So it's porphyria. (laughs) I fucking hate that word. (laughs) Fuck you fucking English language. I don't like that at all. What? Is that what it looks like? Oh, is that porphyria? It's called called vampire disease. Oh. uh, Can can you guys see that in there? Uh, It looks like a melted pizza. (sighs) Uh, Oh, okay. So So um, it's just chemicals that produce porphyrin in your body. Porphyrins are essential for the function of hemoglobin, a protein in your red blood cells that links to porphyrin, binds iron, and carries oxygen to your organs and tissues. So not to be confused with Hobgoblin from Spider-Man. Correct. It's not, not to be confused yes. with. Yes. Which Green Goblin, I was... Oh, look anyway, what it does to your urine. It turns it into cranberry juice? Yeah. Wow. Look at that. It actually turns your urine into cranberry juice. You know what else does that? Whiskey. So that's like the Jesus touch. He turned wine into or water into wine, right? Look at that. It must be lichen. <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty weird. Ugh, gross. Riley, why are you showing me that shit? It's disgusting. He's all WebMD right there. Like Our listeners don't want to see that shit. <laughs> Others have pointed out that the possibility of historical werewolves have been sufferers from hypertrichosis, a hereditary condition manifesting itself in excessive hair growth. Ken. Ken. <laughs> We love you, dude. However, Woodward dismissed the possibility as the rarity of the disease ruled it out from happening on a large scale. As werewolf cases were in medieval Europe, there was even an I, uh, an I, I, God, dude, (laughs) my brain's just fucking up today. Listen, if you guys are out there listening to this and you're still with us, I apologize, but I promise it will get better. Uh, I'm just reading words that apparently my brain can't handle. Idiotic is actually the term I was trying to look at. There was an e- even an idiotic belief that people suffering from Down syndrome have been suggested by some scholars to have been possible originators of werewolf myths. Think about that. How fucking retarded is that? 
No pun intended. Oh, my God. I can't even believe I just said that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but how, how insane is that, that they're going to sit there and say that somebody that possibly has Down syndrome or some sort of debilitating learning? Well, um, so just, and again, just because somebody looks a, sp- a specific way or acts a specific way back then. It must be a werewolf. You must And we be, must burn right, it at right. the stake. It, I mean, you have no choice. Got to be a werewolf. Yeah. And plus absolutely. he's got like, I don't know, a unibrow. He's a werewolf. to charge his house with pitchforks and shovels and torches, <laughs> right. you know, in our overhauls. That's the only way to do it. Right. It's that, it's that old school mentality. Nothing brings people together more than a mob. Absolutely. <laughs> Woodward suggested rabies as the origin of werewolf beliefs, claiming remarkable similarities between the symptom of that disease and some of the no, legends. That is a very good, feasible, believable point. Right. Rabies. Because. You're going to foam at the mouth. We've all seen Cujo, another great horror movie by Which is on Netflix, Stephen by the way. Stephen King, on which we touched on, I think. Uh, I think we talked about You know, about we need it. to do a cornucopia Stephen King episode. And mm. every just all that is Stephen King, like all about him, how he grew up, his first Let's book. do Stephen King. Absolutely. We should do a Stephen you guys want to hear episode. us do Stephen King. And actually go through like his movies and kind of review stuff and maybe his history and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, like a little mini you know, biography. Say something to us on uh, social media. That'd be awesome. You know, because uh, yeah, dude, Stephen King's oh, yeah. awesome. He's but, creepy as fuck. But anyways, back to the point. So oh, Cujo, yeah. he was, you know, super, he got bit by the the bat. Was it a bat? Right? Yeah. A baseball bat. I got bit on the nose by a baseball bat. <laughs> and he went crazy. Foaming at the mouth. And he wanted to eat eat the kids. He wanted to eat the mom. Yeah, he yeah, wanted to eat yeah. the oh, car. Yeah. He was coming after everything, yeah. Because he was he was rabified or rape. Rabies makes you nuts. Rabbit, rabbit. That's the word I was looking for. Rabified. And if you've seen no rabified, is totally the word. If you've seen The Office, Meredith gets bit by a bat, and they have to have a rabies awareness marathon, and she goes crazy too. So, rabies is no joke. Was that spoiler alerts all over the place right there? You know that's what we do here. Damn it! I mean. So Woodward focused on the idea that being bitten by a werewolf could result in the victim turning into one, which suggested the idea of a transmittable disease like rabies. However, the idea that lycanthropy could be transmitted in this way is not part of the original myths and legends and only appears in relatively relatively recent beliefs. Lycanthropy can also be met with as the main content of a delusion. For example, the case of a woman has been reported who, during episodes of acute psychosis, complained of becoming four different species of animals. So once that's again, that shit crazy. Right that's there. batshit crazy. That's yeah. moody crazy. <laughs> or, or maybe Chris crazy. I don't yeah, know which yeah. one that is. So basically what everything is kind of stemming from is that like there's legends or whatever, but all those legends can be broken down to possible medical issues. You know what I mean? Or 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 negligence on on not negligence ignorance on on behalf of the people involved, you know because if you don't know something, you know what I mean. Like I read something awesome today that said that, that until you know that a tree is a tree and it's called that four letter word, you don't know what that thing is. Right. You know what I mean. And as basic as that sounds, it's the truth. Until you know that's a tree, you don't know what the hell it is. Well, where do you think this stems from? So even back in the day, like the 1600s, if somebody's like really fucked up and they're like, you know what? doctor i'm a werewolf so something had to spark that initial i'm a werewolf moment right something had to be in their head that convinced them that they are a werewolf when it wasn't even really well known back then so well that's the thing i think what it is it's more lore than anything else i think that people um you know especially back then you would read about something we've talked about this before too when it came to like um the mothman stuff like that you read about something and then all of a sudden people over in um Russia yeah. are saying they saw the, the the Mothman. I think people correlate things because they they they're not informed, and so they immediately take something 
and they go, that's it. Just like, you know, I was listening to a uh, an Area 51 podcast. And I know we did one of our, our own, but I listened to an episode the other day. And it was all about the you whatever thing we were building. The, 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 the spy plane? The spy plane. And how almost every single one of those supposed sightings was when one of those spy planes were in the sky. Uh, I wish to God we would have gotten further into that, but that, that guy's way yeah. better at his job than we are, apparently. <laughs> but uh, but but anyway, what I'm saying is, is if you don't know something and you see something, you're going to just immediately put it to whatever closest resembles but, what you think it but is. But do you think it was like the... the, the the iconic things of a werewolf like were they barking at a full moon were they okay, like let me you know what I mean, doing stuff like okay. that let's just say somebody's rabbit yeah okay i come over and i you and i mm-hmm. we're going over hey let's go over and see riley let's see how he's doing you know yeah you walk over hey riley how are you hey good to see you he's like <laughs> like that oh shit immediately he's a werewolf Oh no! Because he from snarled. The hills. Huh? Because he snarled. Because he well. Because he, if he's rabid, he could be completely sick. He could have been bitten by a freaking rabid mongoose. I don't know if there are, there's mongoose. I don't even know why I did it. <laughs> I got That's gonna be saying. my my only only voice ever. Right. People. So he's like he's foaming at the mouth. He's acting like a mad dog. Correct. Basically, right, right, right. and that's the person <laughs> you can correlate it to. Right. So he walks out and he goes, you know, yeah. Oh, he must be a werewolf because they don't know about the science behind it. They don't know that there's an actual. Um, affliction you know what i mean so right. immediately and then boom and then you know bill and tells whatever and he gets on his horse and goes they into get town. the pitchforks and the shovel that's it that's, i want to do that We've can we do that sometime him. you want to have a mob yeah can, can we go to like riley's house you want to just riley would you like riley's that if we house? just came showed up with pitchforks and shovels and torches only if you killed me wow well, yeah, I just that, got deep. Yeah, that was real dark. All right, dude. I guess we should take a commercial break. Yeah, all right. On that note, we're going to take a quick... Well, I'm going to have to have a talk with my son. We'll be right back. Introducing a new spring water that will wash away the bad memories. Mandela water. Now in five flavors. Cherry, raspberry, mango, peach, and mind eraser. Depressed from those bad memories. Traumatized by a tragedy in your life. Wash them away today with Mandela water. Mandela water, we drink to forget. In your local grocer supermarket aisle today. All right, we are back. Thank you guys for hanging out and uh, listening to our shit. <laughs> Hope you enjoy those commercials, by the way, because yeah. those are, uh, we have a lot. We So I'd say, what do you, what do you say? Like once a week, we probably get like 100 and we have to weed through the best. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that want to sponsor us. So yeah, so we have to be picky. There- yeah, yeah, we we are we have to be choosy though because yeah. there's so many people throwing stuff at us at all times, and we're just we're trying to look out for you guys and get the most relevant you know topics that re- you can relate to that you would be interested in. Because right. just nobody wants sponsors. to hear commercials in the first place. Yeah, the so best sponsors. We, we want to make sure that it, it's because tailored listen, to you. we care about our listeners absolutely. And if we didn't, we can just bring any old Tom, Dick, or Harry in here to. We could just let Moody talk over the commercial breaks. Yeah, which. A lot of people might actually enjoy. They probably that was me would, killing actually. a gnat, by the way. Did you guys see that? <laughs> He's trying to kill a gnat. I don't know how we have gnats in here. There's not even, no no food. Anyway, um, all right. So let's get back into talking about werewolves. Um, werewolves are, to me, one of the most iconic creatures out there just because there's so much, you know, involved in it. But they are the bastard child of the vampire. <sighs> I wouldn't say bastard child. They're the less represented. They're the last pick for the dodgeball team. Correct. They're the Luigi to the Mario. Yeah, that's a good one. Of the vampires. That is unfortunate, but yes, that is exactly what it is. And it's very unfortunate because, I don't know, I think, I don't know. We're going to do vampires soon, too. 
And then we're going to do one that, you know what we need to do? We're going to do vampires, and then we're going to go and do vampires versus werewolves. And we're actually going to determine who, from all the history and ideology and stuff, who would actually come out on top. Okay, so we're just not going to basically do, uh, what's that Kate Beckinsale movie? Underworld. Underworld. We're not going to just do the theme no. from Underworld. No. I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I mean, that, that but then they get into you. hybrids. They get into werewolf yeah. vampire hybrids that, that, in the because they that ran last out of, one. Did you they ran the out of ideas one? basically for the movies. The last one was rough. Yeah. Ugh. All right. So let's get into the characteristics of the supposed werewolf. So the beliefs class together under lycan lycanthropy. I fucking hate that motherfucking word. Um, are far from uniform, and the term is somewhat loosely applied. The transformation may be temporary or permanent. The were-animal may be the man himself metamorphosed. Maybe his double, who actively leaves the real man to all appearances uh, unchanged. Maybe his soul, which goes forth seeking whoever, whoever it may devour, leaving its body in a state of trance. Or it may be no more than the messenger of the human being, a real animal or a familiar spirit, whose intimate connection with its owner is shown by the fact that any injury to its believed by a phenomenon known as repercussion to cause a corresponding injury to human being. Wow, that's a mouthful. So, so in layman's terms. So in layman's terms, <laughs> there's a lot of fucking different ideas behind this. Right. There, 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 there's so many different inclinations to this. It could be like a body, you know, one person and all of a sudden they become this. And it just Doctor, he's had a cough for five days and a cold. He's a werewolf. <laughs> he's a werewolf. Get the silver bullet. He's got the unibrow. Get him. Spock the fire. Grab the witches. Right. So werewolves were said in European folklore to bear telltale physical traits, even in their human form. These included the meeting of both eyebrows. Aha! Unibrow. At the bridge of the nose, curved fingernails, low set ears, and a swinging stride. So for any of you listeners out there that actually have that in real life, I'm sorry. But you're a werewolf. <laughs> you're a fucking werewolf. We're going to be at your house with a pitchfork and a shovel and a torch. No, actually, I would love to hear from you. If you possibly, um, maybe a werewolf. That'd be awesome. If you have a unibrow, um, low set ears, curved fingernails, and a swinging stride, please contact us. Let us know. Contact Riley first. <laughs> One method of identifying a werewolf in its human form was to cut the flesh of the accused under the pretense that fur would be seen within the wound. A Russian superstition recalls a werewolf can be recognized by bristles under the tongue. Uh, fucking Russian. The Russians, they come up with the good ideas. You know, they say, look, cut the tongue. If you see. As, as if doctors didn't have enough to do back in that time. You know, like they, they got the plague and chicken pox and polio and all. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's just uh, check the tongue for fur. Look, if he has the, the fur on the tongue, he's a werewolf. That's it. If he does not have that, then he goes home. You know, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. He yep. hates he hates that impression. <laughs> Every time you do it, I look at him. He's just like he wants to kill you. He hates that impression. I need a tracksuit when I do that. Yeah. My name is Yergi. You know what I mean? It's fine. It's fine. Um, the appearance of a werewolf <laughs> in its animal form varies from culture to culture, though it's most commonly portrayed as being indistinguishable, indistinguishable, blah, 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 indistinguishable from ordinary wolves, save for the fact that it has no tail. So apparently the werewolves technically are not supposed to have tails. Now, wait a minute. I swear. I'd have to go back and look, but every horror movie I've seen with werewolves, they have tails. I'm just saying what Mandela they say. Mandela effect. I'm just saying. Oh. <laughs> it's Mandela. Oh. Chris. I've been drinking too much Mandela spring water. Yeah. You guys will learn all about that good. in the next commercial, by the way. Good. 
Um, they're often larger and retain uh, human eyes and voice, according to some Swedish accounts, which, hey, that's hello in Swedish, by the way. Svergen. Yeah, we have some Swedish listeners out there, and hopefully we don't... Uh, oh, we, we do. We don't mess around and make it all whatever, because that's a horrible Swedish accent, but thank you guys Sweet for listening. Sweet meatballs, by the way, guys. Yeah. Just want to throw that out and there. And fish. The fish are really... The Swedish fish. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fucking awesome. Um, wow. That was awesome. <laughs> wow. So according to I'm some Swedish accounts, right the now. werewolf could be distinguished from a regular wolf by the fact that it would run on three legs. What? Stra- I don't... He's what? a tripod. He's yeah. a tripod. Stretching the tripod. No, no, no. no. Listen. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> he's feeling better, folks. Oh, yes. He got some water in him. He's feeling good. So he's stretching the fourth one backwards to look like a tail. After returning to their human forms, werewolves are usually documented as becoming weak, debilitated, and undergoing painful nervous depression, which we've seen in every... Why the hell, first of all... If you're running, why would you use one of your legs for a tail? What the hell's the point? Look, I didn't write this. Right? You're going to kill not, him I'm anyways, right? You, but, but in all the movies we've ever seen, when somebody turns in, like, uh, what was the movie, uh, Jack Nicholson, Wolf, right? Um, or all the werewolf yeah. movies. Every time they turn back in a human form, they're completely out of it. They're just, it's like. Uh, and they're laying next to a deer carcass yeah. in the woods, <laughs> naked. And, and, and next to, uh, what was her name? Uh, oh, what is her name in that? I haven't seen the Jack Nicholson one in a long time. And if I did, she it was like so a, hot. She was the one that was in the the, the the gangster movie, the Gangster Paradise one. Oh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Thank you, Michelle Fiefer. Pfeiffer. Michelle yes. Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. Whatever. So anyway, <laughs> Jesus. One universally reviled trait in medieval Europe was that the werewolf's habit of devouring recently buried corpses. A trait that is documented documented extensively, particularly in the Annales Medico-Psychologiques. I totally ruined that, but that's a thing. In the 19th century, uh, Fenoscandian werewolves were usually old women who possessed poison-coated claws and had the ability to paralyze cattle and children of their gaze. Okay, so now, <laughs> epiphany, all right? <laughs> We now know why the werewolves are like the shitty monster, the underdog. Because, because they don't have a constant. They don't have a tail. They have to stretch a leg for it. Who cares, right? And secondly, they eat shit that is already dead. They dig it up and eat it. Apparently, they get in. Yeah, it's, it's werewolves. It's if you're listening, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah. You're doing it. You're doing it wrong. Okay, so now becoming a werewolf. In lore, there are reportedly various ways to become a werewolf. One of the simplest being the removal of clothing and putting on a belt made of wolf skin. Oh. Probably as a substitute for the assumption of an entire animal skin. Wait, why are, you, why are you putting on a belt if you took your clothes off? Why not? Because it's made of wolf skin. Maybe he likes the party. You just want one belt with nothing on? But it's made of wolf skin. That's how you become the wolf. You become one with the belt, right. Riley. I think we should try that. Let's get a belt made of wolf skin. I used to have an awesome belt with a belt buckle that used to just walk around and it just said like, I don't know. Did it have wolf skin on it? Like, don't tread on me or something like that. Did it have wolf skin? No, it didn't have that wolf well, skin. Well, then nobody cares. All right, nobody cares. All right. In other cases, the body is rubbed with a magic salve, drinking rainwater out of the footprint of the animal in question, or from certain enchanted streams were also considered effective. The 16th century Swedish writer Olas Magnus says that the Livonian werewolves were initiated by a, by draining a cup of specially prepared beer. Yay, beer! <laughs> Woo! And repeating a set formula. Ralston, in his songs of the Russian people, gives the form of incantation still familiar in Russia. In Russia! Oh, hey! It always comes back to Russia. It's Russia. It's always Russia. 
In Italy, France, and Germany, it was said that a man or woman could turn into a werewolf if he or she, on a certain Wednesday or Friday, slept outside on a summer night with the full moon shining directly on his <laughs> his or her face, which could give some traction to the movies, shows, and books we're familiar with today. So if you're outside, it's a full moon, you're standing on one foot, you've got some, a Pez dispenser in one hand, and and you know a lock of blonde hair in the other, you might be a werewolf. You might be. Yeah, All right, so let's 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 just sum up this quick little section here, then. <laughs> but I'm not even done. Well, I know, I know, but I want to keep. I don't want to lose oh, anybody. Part, I don't part. want to lose anybody. So we okay. listen. If you're still listening, <laughs> thank you so much. Okay, let's do some highlights. You ready? Highlight number one: They run on three legs to mimic a tail with the fourth leg. Highlight number two. They dig up dead bodies and eat them. Not Correct. live ones. I mean, they could eat a live person, corpses. but no, no, I do that. Like Let's corpses. dig six feet into the ground and eat something that's been dead and rotted well, no, listen, for a while. Dogs like to dig. It's true. They like to dig. I mean, this is true. Maybe that's a thing because my my dog, Charlotte, she's digging a big ass hole in the front there, dude. And it's pissing me off. So <laughs> highlight number three, Swedish people. I know you're listening. Stick to meatballs and fish. Okay. Uh, highlight number four. Erskine Verd, and they like the Swedish fish. <laughs> and highlight number four, the moon in the face. Uh, you can elaborate yeah, on that. Yeah. Now, li- now, listen. I am... One of these days, I will go to Sweden. I will. I, I just hear it's one of the most remarkable places in the For entire world. What? Just to, to go there, dude. I it's, mean, it's, it's amazing. It's hills and It's just supposed to be awesome. And- you know what I mean? Did you know that that's one of the countries that if you do, if you cannot contribute to their economy, that they will not allow you to become a citizen there? Because they they want just, if you can't do something to help their economy out, you don't belong there. Could you imagine if that happened here? God. So real quick, you said something about the Livonian werewolf. You want to go back and read through um, your notes there and see where it said about the Livonian werewolf. It was just before it was in that little spiel you were given. Just, just, just a second go ahead, here. because there's a lot. Well, you were saying <laughs> something about that. Well, the Livonian werewolf, I'm not sure if you know what it is, but it's about a guy in the 1600s who was put on trial when he was like in his 80s because he openly proclaimed he was a werewolf in Sweden. In Livonia, Is Swedish, Sweden? Yeah, yeah, Swedish Livonia. They like it's a little area of Sweden. Okay. And he said that he was a werewolf. He said that three nights a year, him and a couple other men transform into werewolves and then would go down to hell and fight the devil and his witches to, to, that, to get the grain and cattle back that they stole from them. Three nights a year. Why would you say that to people? And then he was executed for being a, a heretic. Well, I mean, there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. How about keep your fucking mouth shut? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I think I'm a werewolf. Dude, don't say that. It's a pretty cool idea. <laughs> Do you though. think these guys are smoking crazy pot back then? And, Again, and like, no. And mental. Like three, yeah. three, three nights a year. They're like, hey, guys, it's pot night. Woo, go fight the <laughs> We're devil. We're smoking the Swedish fish. Ooh, it's a new strain. Let's, let's get our cattle and grain back. <laughs> so Richard Verstegen, in his book, Restitution of Decayed Intelligence in 1628, writes in Quote, in other cases, the transformation was supposedly accomplished by satanic allegiance for the most loathsome souls, um, often for the sake of sating a craving for human flesh. Werewolves are certain sorcerers who have anointed their bodies with an ointment, which they make by the instinct of the devil and putting on a certain, certain, um, enchanted girdle 
so enchanted girdle, does not only unto the view of others seem as wolves, but to their own thinking have both the shape and nature of wolves, so long as they wear the said girdle, and they do dispose themselves as very wolves in worrying and killing and most of humane creatures. So I feel like the guy that wrote this goes LARPing on Saturdays and has like his own shield made out of a pizza box. So this is what the guy says back in, the 16, in 1628. So the curse of uh, lycanthropy was also considered by some scholars as being a divine punishment. Werewolf literature shows many examples of God or saints allegedly cursed those who invoked their wrath and werewolfism. Such is the case of Lycaon. Lycaon? Lyca- I'm going to say Lycaon. I don't know. That's fucking horrible. Um, who was turned into a wolf by Zeus as punishment for slaughtering one of his own sons and serving his remains to the gods as a dinner. Well, then there were a altered beast, Sega Genesis. Anybody out there? I remember going to a little freaking, uh, um, it was like a deli, whatever on the corner of, uh, 65th and bridge here in Cleveland. And they had altered beast. Dude, I spent so much fucking money on that damn thing, yeah. but I beat that bitch. That's what that game is about. Oh, about yeah. Zeus turning you into a yeah. wolf and all, yeah, all yeah. kinds of monsters. Well, so maybe that's what it was. That right there is where we get the term lycanthropy then, or a lichen. Uh, probably if, because if of well, the, ancient Greece. Again, the Greek it goes back to the ancient Greece. or whatever. Then like he turned into a wolf. How do you spell it? L-Y-C-A-O-N. Lycaon. Yeah. That's, yeah. 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 So he, <laughs> yeah. That's. I mean, I, I can't say anything else. You're right. Yeah. yeah I mean, you're right. You but that's probably where. Good we job, got Dad. From, How about a good job, Dad? It'd good be job. awesome. Good job, Dad. Thanks. Happy Labor Day, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that just happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so those no, who bless you, and bless you, bless. God, God bless you, Zeus bless you, my friend. <laughs> like and bless you. <laughs> those who were excommunicated by the Roman Catholic Church were also said to become werewolves. So that's no way. There's a lot of people who got excommunicated. Well, that's but back then, though, yeah, the oh, second yeah. you like proclaimed it, you know, if, if they're like, "Listen, you're out the church, bitch." Yeah, guess but they did the same you're thing with witches, though, too. So like, make it's up kind they of the to same make up their thing. Mind. It's you know, kind of is, the same thing. This is back when they used to sell a ticket to heaven for enough gold. They would sell sex for furry tongues and werewolves and lichenisms, bristles, bristles, skin, bristles, and moon, moon, <laughs> full moons. The power of transforming others into wild beasts was attributed not only to malignant sorcerers, but to Christian saints as well. Omnis Angeli, uh, Boni Itale Male, Ex Virtue Noturale, <laughs> Noturale Habent Postetum Transmutandi Corpora Nostra, translated as all angels, good and bad, have the power of transmuting our bodies, was the proclamation of St. Thomas Aquinas. God, people were. I feel like I kind of nailed that back in the day. I'm just saying, I feel like I kind of nailed that whole thing. <laughs> I feel right like you there. were looking forward to doing that. I, I, I kind of was looking yeah. forward to that the whole thing. I didn't really practice much. Maybe I don't know, two or three hours. But um, <laughs> did you do it in the mirror? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm Stuart yeah. Smalley, and they're gonna <laughs> love me. <laughs> a notable exception to the associative association of lycanthropy and the devil comes from a rare and lesser known account of an 80 year old man named Thies. And That's what I was just talking about. Why are you yelling? <laughs> because you, because I, I, I beat you to it. Because you're excited. Yes. In 1692, in Jürgensberg, Livonia, Thies testified under oath that he and other werewolves were the hounds of God, like Riley was saying. He claimed they were warriors who went down into hell to battle with witches and demons. Their efforts ensured that the devil and his minions did not carry off the grain from local failed crops down to hell. Thies was steadfast in his assertions, claiming that werewolves in Germany and Russia also did battle with the devil's minions in their own versions of hell, and insisted that when werewolves died, 
their souls were welcomed into heaven as a reward for their service. Thies Man, was, they need a name for that night. You <laughs> Thies know? was ultimately sentenced to 10 lashes for, what the hell is that word? Idultery? Adultery. Not adultery. Idultery. I-D-O-L-A-T-R-Y. Idultery? Idultery. And superstitious belief, because he was claiming false idolship. You know, because that's the thing, in the, you know, whatever. So, yeah. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. This guy actually claimed that he used to go down to hell and... And me and my friends, we're going to go down. <laughs> yeah. We've got the hell covered. Don't worry. It's fine. So, I don't yeah, know about you. God. But that's a pretty cool idea for a movie. I'd watch that. That's what like, I'm saying. Each I country has be... a bunch of werewolves that go to hell and fight it demons. to have a name, like yeah. like Werewolf Night or something. Okay, yeah. question. Where is Livonia? It's in Sweden. Like, oh, so a totally wrong thing I was doing. It should be like, we're going to go down. <laughs> And kick the shit out of the hell bees. But first, let's eat the meatballs. <laughs> you and the Swedish meatballs. Listen, Jeff They're loves good. Swedish meatballs. So thank you. Anyone out there in Sweden who is actually listening right now and hasn't turned this off yet, meatballs are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Everything. No, I was talking about the people who haven't turned this off yet. <laughs> uh, uh, ah. No, they, they're doing they're doing great. They're this doing is entertainment great. value at its highest. Yeah, I don't sorry. know what you're talking about. So let's talk about cures. A silver Very. bullet. <laughs> yeah. Well, well now we're going to get a Coors that. Light. Yeah. Coors <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, where's my beer at, son? A silver bullet. Hey, Riley, yeah. hold on. Can you put that on me real quick? Hey, something wrong with this. Dude. When dude, he was a little kid, dude, that's dude, what I used to do. Just look at him and go, something's wrong with this. What do you mean? No, it's the, all right. Anyway, so let's get into the cures. Various methods have existed for removing the werewolf form. In, in antiquity, the ancient Greeks and Romans believed in the power of exhaustion in curing people of lycanthropy. The victim would be subjected to long periods of physical activity in the hope of being purged of the curse. This practice stemmed from the fact that many alleged werewolves would be left feeling weak, like we talked about earlier, and debilitated after committing their attacks. Now in medieval... Medieval... Stop working. <laughs> In medieval Europe, traditionally, there are three methods to cure a victim of werewolfism. Medicinally, you know, using wolf bane, wolfsbane, apparently, you know, that's an actual real thing, wolfsbane. Surgically, or by exorcism. Yay, exorcism! Ooh. However, many of the cures advocated by medieval medical practitioners prove fatal to the patients. What if you just kicked them off a bridge? I mean, that would do it. Yeah. Well, Or would it? Well, sure. I mean, If it was high enough. I mean, maybe not. You ever seen Monster Squad? Dude gets blown up by a pe- stick of dynamite. True. Put himself right back together. Or what if they had a Mothman motorcycle? Then they can get away real quick. They could jump the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Mothman motorcycle. <laughs> right Today. <laughs> a Sicilian belief of Arabic origin holds that a werewolf can be cured of its ailment by striking it on the forehead or scalp with a knife. <laughs> no. <laughs> you stop it. <laughs> Bad boy. <laughs> Another belief from the same culture involves the piercing of the werewolf's hands with nails. Sometimes less extreme methods were used in the German lowland of Schleswig-Holstein. Schleswig-Holstein! Did I get that right? Nice. Yes. Thank you. A werewolf could be cured if one were to simply address it three times by its Christian name. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, while one Danish belief holds that merely scolding a werewolf will cure yelling it. at it you've been naughty yeah. you get your hairy ass back in there what did you do well think about it every time one of your dogs does something bad it's 
probably about to turn into a werewolf, and when you yell at it, it keeps it from happening. That's true. I mean, I guess that that, that whoa, that's kind of feasible. That's yeah. true. So now we need to uh, when the dog shits on the floor, you got to put a nail through its paw. Maybe. Or call it by its Christian name three times. Yeah. Christian name. <laughs> Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte. Stop it. Spot, spot, spot. <laughs> so conversion to Christianity is also a common method of removing werewolfism in the medieval period. A devoted uh, a, a devotion to St. Hubert has also been uh, cited as both a cure and protection okay, so from here's lycan, what, lycanthropes. I got to chime in about this. Lycan, lycan. How about the poor, poor bastards that they actually tried this on back in the day? You know what I mean? Just a tap on the forehead. Yeah, like the guy's like having a hard time doing with some mental issues and stuff. He's like probably depressed and whatnot. And he's like, you know, I don't know. I'm fucked up. I, maybe I'm a werewolf. I'm just not right in the head. And they're like, get get the nails on the hammer. No. Bill. What did you do? No. Bill, do me a favor. Hand me that knife. Are you cured? No? Grab the nails. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly and, what is going and on. And if that didn't work, they kicked him off the bridge. Yeah. Got- so everyone from like 1950s and prior spoke like a 1920s gangster unless they were in Russia. No, no, no. It's old timey. Oh, that's old timey. We, we call it old timey. Yeah, say. Right. It's old timey, like, boys. I mean, young Buck. Does, he I know. I don't he's, get it. I'm sorry. Young. Yeah, I'm sorry. He's a millennials. I know. Jeez. Yeah, what will be your old time before voice? the year? You guys, was, everybody before yes. the year I was born. <laughs> what'd you say? I was like, what will be the millennials' old timey voice? He says, "You guys." <laughs> no, you're gonna be like, dude, gnarly, red, gnarly. Yeah, like the ninja I still turtles. Say gnarly is that dude? bad? I say, still yeah. say gnarly. I don't know. Whatever. Shows age. Oh, <laughs> 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 so does this? You, you may anyway, be a werewolf. So let's move in on the modern fiction of werewolves. So, all right, the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're right. getting to the good stuff. Most modern fiction describes werewolves as vulnerable to silver weapons and highly resistant to other injuries. This feature appears in German folklore in the 19th century. The claim that the Beast of Gavaden, an 18th century wolf or wolf-like creature, was shot by a silver bullet appears to have been introduced by novelists retelling the story from 1935 onwards and not in earlier versions. English folklore prior to 1865 showed shapeshifters to be vulnerable to silver one book stated, and I quote, To the publicans shot a silver bullet over the heads when they were instantly transformed into two ill-favored old ladies. A clever lad suggested that they gather all their silver bullet buttons, goblets, belt buckles, and so forth, and melt them down into bullets yeah, for the muskets and pistols. This time, they slaughter the creatures and rid Greisford of lycanthropes. Yeah, see? <laughs> That's how I should have said it. Three bullets a gun. I was completely wrong. <laughs> hey, chat, make sure you're a good shot. Any anybody that was born before me, that's how they talk. Yeah. You didn't yeah. know that, dude? Just watch yeah. the Discovery Channel, Riley. Yeah, yeah so I don't do enough. Like what did you do in school? Did they not talk in old timey voice? Your teachers? No, they didn't cover it. Your teachers never Mine told did. you about that? That's revisionism. They just still want us to know about it. Yeah, the uh, Native Americans. Yeah. <laughs> Today we do fractions. See? <laughs> You draw the division line like so, see? Everybody talks like this before I was born, son. So in 1897, the novel Dracula and the short story Dracula's Guest. Here he comes. Here he comes stealing the yeah, thunder. Here see? He, yeah, here he comes. What a son of a bitch. Son of a bitch in vampires. Every time. Both written by Bram Stoker drew on earlier mythologies of werewolves and similar legendary demons and was uh, to voice the anxieties of an age. And the fears of late Victorian patriarchy. In Dracula's Guest, a band of military horsemen coming to the aid of the protagonist chase of Dracula depicted as a great wolf, stating the only way to kill it is by a sacred bullet. 
This is also mentioned in the main novel Dracula as well. Count Dracula stated in the novel that Legends of Werewolves originated from his <laughs> Chicago. Shishini. <laughs> Chicago. S Z E K E L Y. Jekyll. That's what I said. Jekyll racial bloodline, who himself is also depicted with the ability to shapeshift into a wolf at will during the night, but is unable to do so during the day except at noon. I don't, what? I don't understand the noon thing. The first feature film to use an anthropomorphic... Uh, anthropom- anthropomorphic? Can you guys see me right now? Sorry. <laughs> um, an, an anthropomorphic werewolf that is an animal or object having human characteristics was Werewolf of London in 1935. That's what oh, I was talking about. Uh, awesome. <laughs> the main werewolf of this film is a dapper London scientist who retains some of his style and most of his human features after his transformation. As lead actor, Henry Hull was unwilling to spend long hours being made up <laughs> by makeup <laughs> artist Jack Pierce. Oh, so listen, how much of a prima donna do you have to fucking be that you're an actor getting paid to be in yeah, a movie dude. and he's like... I won't do it. Get it off. Put ears on and I'll be gone. Nah, see, we have the good. Let's <laughs> your face, fella. No, I don't want it. We want to sell tickets at the box office, see? <laughs> like, what a prima donna. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't want it on me. Get it off me. <laughs> a more tragic character is Lawrence Talbot, played by Lon Chaney Jr. in 1941's The Wolfman, which the remake I actually enjoyed. I thought it was awesome. Uh, recently with uh, Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, that was pretty good. And Anthony Hopkins. I thought it was yeah. cool. Um, with Pierce's makeup more elaborate this time, the movie catapulted the werewolf into the public eye. Sympathetic portrayals are few but notable, such as the comedic but tortured protagonist David Naughton in American Werewolf in London. Yeah. Boobies. Again, one of my favorite movies of all time. And if you haven't listened to our top five movies or whatever, it's literally the first time both Jeff and I, separate occasions, saw boobies. Yeah. Yeah. That happened. When was the first time you saw boobs, Riley? Was I supposed to have by now? And that, folks, is the millennial way. <laughs> Keep Jesus rolling, fellas. Christ. Oh, man. <laughs> Riley's like, I still haven't yeah, seen What one. do you mean? So you the listeners out there, uh, go ahead and Snapchat Riley Stop. or Facebook him. God, no. Anybody, show him the boobies. Anybody out there. Just Show send him. him lots of pictures of boobs, please. At least one. They don't have to be your boobs. Yeah. Or just flood his message board. Yeah. I mean, just put them everywhere. Yeah. They don't have to be your boobs. Yeah, they could be dogs, cats, cows. I mean, whatever. Yeah, exactly. A, okay. cow, a cow boob. A cow <laughs> boob. <laughs> <Yeah>. be amazing. <laughs> That's a teat, right? Isn't that yeah. a teat? Isn't that what they're called? I don't know. Come on. We're Utters? children of the... You're going to see a bunch of boobs Utters? now, buddy. I don't know. Whatever. You Thanks, need all guys. kinds of... Send him like pig's... <laughs> titties i don't know whatever <laughs> so in american world of london uh, a less anguished and more confident and charismatic jack nicholson in the 1994 film wolf over time the depiction of werewolves has gone from fully malevolent to even heroic creatures such as the underworld yeah and twilight <laughs> series <laughs> as well as various other movies like you know anime manga and comic books so werewolves have just become a big freaking thing in 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 Today's lore and today's, you know, there's still the bastard behind yeah. the where or the, the vampire. Yeah. Well, everyone. Why does everyone think fucking vampires are better? Because chicks dig vampires because they think they're sexy because they're all like it's the biting of the neck. Yeah, thing. they're True all blood like, fucked that up for everybody. That's yeah, what happened. Pretty much. Yeah. Other werewolves are decidedly more willful and malevolent, such as those in the novel The Howling uh-huh, and yeah. the film adaptations. 
the form of a where to the form of a werewolf assumes was uh, generally anthropomorphic. I said it right that time. In an early film such as The Wolfman and Werewolf Lennon, but larger and powerful wolf in many later films, werewolves are often depicted as immune to damage caused by ordinary weapons, being vulnerable only to silver objects, such as silver tip cane, bullet, or blade. This attribute was first adopted cinema, cinema, <laughs> cinematically in The Wolfman. That's the Lon Chaney movie. Uh, this negative reaction to silver is sometimes so strong that the mere touch of the metal on werewolf skin will cause burns. So I know for a fact that your favorite werewolf movie is American Werewolf in London, yeah. right? Or Paris. Which one is it? No, London or Paris? London, yeah. No, yeah, fuck yeah, Paris. yeah. Paris is the new one. Mine, and I think I mentioned this before in a different episode, is definitely uh, Silver Bullet, Stephen King. Because that was the first werewolf movie I actually like saw as a little kid. That was a great movie. I mean, though. I did see the the one in, in London. But London, yeah. the one, the Stephen King one was like the first one I actually watched when I could kind of comprehend more what was going on and understand it more. And that like freaked the shit. It was a good movie. Because the kid's in the wheelchair and yeah. he's got the little rocket, you know, that's the a, That's an rockets, absolute so great like, movie. Um, that and uh, the, the first Howling was good. Yeah. And then uh, there was another one called Wolfen. Yeah. Way back in the day too. Like there was a lot of them back in the 80s. Like werewolves were like a huge big thing. Riley, yours is probably Twilight at this point, right? The second one. The second one. Yeah. That's, that's the favorite. one where, uh, what's his name? Tyler, Ta- Taylor, Tyler Durden, Tyler Durden, something like that. Yeah, I think it's Tyler Durden, <laughs> Tyler Durden, <laughs> Shark Boy from Shark Boy and Lava Girl. That's how I know him because Dude, my kids used to watch that. I don't even. I have no. I've never once seen any of those. No, really. Sorry for Charlie. Never made you watch there. that stuff. Who? Charlie never made you watch uh, Shark Boy and no. Lava Girl. Really? Tyrone Biggums. <laughs> 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 All right, so this negative reaction to silver is sometimes so strong that the mere touch of the metal on a werewolf skin will cause burns. Current day werewolf fiction almost exclusively involves lycanthropy, motherfuck that word, being either a hereditary condition or being transmitted like an infectious disease by the bite of another werewolf. In some fiction, the power of the werewolf extends to human forms such as invulnerability to conventional injury due to their healing factor. Superhuman speed and strength and falling on their feet from high falls. Like a cat. Like Wolverine. Wolverine. See? Ah. See? See? Comes full circle. Also, aggressiveness and animalistic urges may be intensified and harder to control. Usually, in these cases, the abilities are diminished in human form. In other fiction, it can be cured by medicine, uh, (laughs) by medicine men or antidotes. Uh, along with the vulnerability to the silver bullet, the full moon being the cause of the transformation only become or became part of the depiction of werewolves on a widespread basis in the 20th century. The first movie to feature the transformative effect of the full moon was Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. That's Bela Lugosi. So that was a black and white old school. Yeah, that's like 1943. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, Lon Chaney Jr. And no, not Bela Lugosi. Was it Bela Lugosi? So, Riley, movies used to be in black Jane, and white. Can right? you believe that? <laughs> what? <laughs> exactly. No, seriously, they were. They were black so and white. you're telling me I didn't have, you guys didn't have Netflix back in the day. We did not have Netflix back in the day. Our Netflix How did was, you guys chill? We had HBO <laughs> if we were lucky. But do you, dude. Was dude, it like Jeff. Fox 8 and chill? How's it work? Yeah, yeah. Fox 8 and chill. <laughs> I don't get Kikini it. Kikini <laughs> We used to have to walk up to the TV and go, click, 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 click. Yeah, UHF, VHF. Click, 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 remember? Click, click. Yeah. Yeah, you had your UHF and VHF yeah. channels. Remember that TV that you had back at the the place in 
curtain that had the, the the knobs that changed the color and the hue and the saturation yeah that's what we're talking TV. about yeah yeah. That's a, yeah yeah you guys will never understand old school it. crt you will never understand the uh what would i do with all my eight gig wi-fi <laughs> that i have now you know that brings up a good point oh, you know shit. we talk about conspiracy theories and not to like totally sideball this whole episode but I mean, that's what we do could you imagine sideball it yeah. could you imagine if the internet went down for like permanently for a week, these kids would lose their fucking shit. It would be, it would be hilarious. How am to I watch supposed it unfold, to get laid? It? <laughs> How are you supposed to what? Get laid. Well, I don't think that's the. I don't think well, the internet's like, your problem, buddy. No. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, I, I walked into that one. But could you imagine? Like, it would be it, fucking chaos. It would be hysterical would be to sit there and watch it. Like, they wouldn't know what to do. Dude, I hear kids at, at like on airplanes or or going to hotels or wherever it is, and they can't get Wi Fi, and they're fucking losing their minds, man. Oh, yeah. Like losing their shit. Parents too, though, man. At the Cheesecake Factory, you go in there, and there'd be a family of four, two adults, and two kids, and like mom and dad are talking or whatever, and the two kids are just zoned on some stupid YouTube video. Yeah, but those are young parents. That's true. They well, are no, young parents typically. It may not. It probably is young parents, but I also think it's just a form of all right. So when I was a kid, my mother used to put me in front of the TV. Yeah, that's what I did. Right. I watched TV. Same here. Karate that's, Kid. Gremlins, that's why I love TV yeah. and movies as much as I do right now. The good old eighties. But now you guys can walk around and pretty much find anything in your fingertips twenty four seven. Yep. That right there is what's going to kill America. <laughs> And we're going to take a quick break real quick because I have to pee. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit more about werewolves. Uh, anyway, we'll be right back, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And if this episode sucks, please blame Riley because it's my fault. It's his fault. It's always his fault. My name is Yuri Kavalochkelich. I am here to tell you about a breakthrough product that saved my life. Space Rope. Yes, Space Rope kept me attached to my shuttle when all hope was lost. If it were not for Space Rope I would not be here today and this would be a computer generated voice. I am Professor X and I will find and destroy Magneto, wait no. I am Patrick Stewart and now captain of the USS Enterprise, wait no. I am Yuri and this is about Space Rope, I am sorry. Space Rope can be used for many things such as, towing, pulling, hanging, and lassoing. Next time you embark on a dangerous mission, be sure to have your Space Rope handy. Space Rope. Tether your dreams to the ground. there was a awesome rendition <laughs> brought to you by nintendo yeah it's an yeah. old-timey rendition old-timey so yeah that was the, it, for those of you that actually know what nintendo was 8-bit systems like i don't know if riley did you ever know the struggle of an 8-bit system what's a bit Ooh. Oh, sorry i only know xbox one oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right so <laughs> we're talking about werewolves nowadays. oh i'm telling you we're talking about werewolves. Now we're going to start talking about real werewolves. Wait, so none of that was real. 
What was the what was the last forty five minutes? No, 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 no. no that was, was that was just precursors of what may have or what the legends say. All right, fucking pay attention. God damn okay. it. Okay, Jesus, yeah. fucking don't have to get so mad. Man. All right, so Peter Stub or Stub, we actually talked about him not too long ago. The werewolf farmer of Bedburg in fifteen eighty nine. Just give him a fucking. Okay, they're literally like you guys can't see. Give me the thing. Give me the thing. Toss me a lifesaver. No, 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 no. They're eating lifesaver gummies in here right now, and not the good kind of gummies either. They're just regular ass gummies. Okay, okay, just throwing them around. What the fuck? I'm trying to tell a fucking story. That's Jeff eating. This is ASMR. You ready? Oh, that sounds horrible. That sounds like bad porn. Um, According to good porn, sound like. (laughs) According to Peter Stubb, a farmer in the Rhineland. He lived just outside the town of Bedburg during a time when there was a huge amount of political and religious upheaval. The part of Germany where Stube lived, Stube, S-T-U-B-B-E, Stube? Stube. Stube. <laughs> you I'm want to go Stube? I'm Stube Steve. <laughs> Stube Steve. <laughs> he lived, uh, lived, uh, hold on, the part where he lived at uh, had been laid to waste during the Cologne War between Catholics and Protestants. Between Calvin Klein and Kurt. <laughs> it's the, it's the, is it Cologne or Colonia? Cologne, right? It's Cologne. Cologne, thank you. Well, technically in German it's Köln, but we in the American. Colon. Hey, smell my oh. colon. <laughs> my, sm- my colon smell all right? <laughs> yeah, I'm done talking for now. <laughs> now, citizens of the town were being killed, and rumors be- began to circulate about a wolf-like creature roaming around, killing both people and livestock. It was described as greedy, strong, and mighty, with eyes great and large, which in the night sparkled like unto brands of fire. Oddly and like the Mothman. Kind of. It's all reflections. People are just stupid. <laughs> uh, a mouth great and wide, with most sharp and cruel teeth, a huge body and mighty paws. Um, people lived in, in, in increasing fear of the creature, traveling in heavily armed groups. Mobs. Mobs. Pitchforks. Right. Uh, when they had to go from one town to another, and each newly discovered victim would only increase that fear. Attempts were made for several years to capture and kill the monster, but with no success. Until 1589, when a group of men managed to track the creature and encircle it with their dogs. When the hunters closed in, they found not a wolf, but Stube. Stube? Stube? Stube, Steve! Stube. Yeah. It's not clear whether the townsman actually saw Stuba transform or if he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time, but he was captured. Stuba was tortured and confessed to killing one man. Well, of course, because when you're tortured. Um, one man, two pregnant women, and 13 children. Man, Stuba Steve is yeah, Stuba, no joke. Stuba Pete. Oh, Pete? Stuba Pete. Okay. Yeah. He's kind of a dick. Um, according to a pamphlet circulated in London the next year, he further told his captors that he had made a pact with the devil when he was 12 years old, exchanging his soul for various worldly pleasures. Stuba Steve, or Pete, sorry, <laughs> didn't feel this way enough incentive. Uh, didn't feel this way enough incentive on his own, so Satan gave him a belt that allowed him to turn into a wolf. The wolf's pelt belt. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Ah. He used it to commit any number of atrocities, including incest, murder, and cannibalism. He was executed on October 31st, 1589. Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Horribly and gruesomely. He was lashed to a wheel, typically dubbed the breaking wheel, while the flesh was torn from him with heated pincers. All his limbs were broken. He was decapitated, and as a final step, his body was burned. That's fucked up. Like, you, you are such a monster 
that we're going to do everything, all the bad shit. Not even just like one or two. It's like all the shit. I think we should bring that back. To what? For like our capital punishment, instead of just doing these little injections, let's tie him to a like a catapult and launch him at a brick wall on live television. That's what George Carlin once said. You know how much money we'd make on that? If we did it on television, it had to be like Running Man, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah. Yeah, where they have to like American yeah. Gladiator fight for their lives. That's... I'd go see that. Yeah. Eventually, it's going to happen. You know what it is. We all know it is. Anyway. It was like that before with the Romans. So his mistress and daughter were also accused of incest and were burned alive. Stuba's head was mounted on the body of a wolf and set in public as a warning to others who might be considering lycanthropy. Okay. So the guy claimed he was a wolf. He did a bunch of bad shit, and so when he is like just like up, torn apart with heated pinchers, all his limbs were broken, decapitated, um, burned alive, like had his eyes poked out with like needles, um, had his fingernails pulled out, got paper cuts. I don't know everything you could fucking think of. They, they did to this guy, and then they take his head and mount it on the body of a wolf in public. It's pretty poetic, I guess. Damn. It's fucking rough. All right. On to Gillis Garnier, 1573, the werewolf of Dole. Werewolves, uh, let's see, werewolves.com. Yeah, werewolves.com. Okay. It's an actual website called werewolves.com. Reports that Gillis Garnier lived outside the French town of Dole and was essentially a hermit. A while after Garnier's residence began, children from the town began to disappear or to turn up dead, mutilated, or dissected. Uh, local law authorities concluded it must be the work of a werewolf. <laughs> named Pennywise. Yeah, no, it's Gillis. And encouraged the citizenry to be on the lookout for and to hunt a wolf. A group of men from near Dole were doing just that when they spotted and appeared to be a werewolf looming over the body of a child. When they came close enough, they saw that it wasn't a wolf. It was the hermit Garnier. Uh, likely after torture, he confessed. At, again, after torture, he confessed. Um, at his trial, saying he had been visited by a ghost or demon which had given him an ointment that would turn him into a wolf. He confessed to killing and eating several children who had ventured into the woods and said he shared the meat with his wife. Garnier was found guilty of witchcraft and lycanthropy, damn it, that fucking word, lycanthropy, and was burned at the stake. So these are actually like real shits that I'm throwing at you right now. I'm just saying this is like... I don't doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wait a wait a stop eating the fucking candy and pay attention. I don't doubt it. Damn it. We have Jacques Roulet from fifteen ninety eight, the werewolf of Angers. According to Mental Floss, what information is known about Jacques Roulet comes from an eighteen sixty five account from Sabine Bering Gould, which we talked about earlier. Reportedly in fifteen ninety eight some men had come about uh, upon the mutilated body of a boy in the woods. Two wolves were spotted tearing up the body, but took off as the men approached it. Approach, approach it. <laughs> ah, like it, Thropy. Yeah, like, like, like and poopy. The men pursued the pers- <laughs> Fuck you. Stop fucking with me. The Come men out, brown pursued cow. the wolves following their bloody tracks until they lost them. At the same time, the men spotted Roulet, bloody and half naked, crouching in the woods nearby. Roulet was captured and arrested. He confessed to the murder and said that he had a salve that turned him into a wolf. He further said that the boy wasn't his first such crime and that he had killed and eaten others. Roulet's confession was unusual and that there's no evidence that he gave it under torture, unlike the other two guys. He made no claims 
to witchcraft or having made a deal with the devil. He was convicted of murder, cannibalism, and lycanthropy. Mother fuck that fucking word. Lycanthropy and was sentenced to death. His case was appealed, though, and he ended up being determined feeble-minded. You know, he wasn't able to stand trial. He was instead sentenced to undergo religious education for two years and sent to an asylum. Wait, this is in 1598, right? Uh, yes. Imagine... 1598 was wild. Imagine it being 1598 and you're judged to not be able to stay in trial for something. You have to be crazy. This is the same time where they cut a dude's head off and put it on a wolf in the town square. After breaking all his shit and fucking him up real bad. So what what did this guy do for them to be like, oh, Uh, uh, you you were definitely insane. (laughs) Like, what did he do? (laughs) He's just standing around with peanut butter like, (laughs) I love wolves. Um, The werewolves of Polygny in 1521 is the next one. This story involved a group According to werewolves.com, um, which may or may not be a legitimate fucking site in any <laughs> way, shape, or form, people. I'm just trying to bring the funny and bring the, the facts, which bring may or may not be. Yeah. I don't know. The story begins with a traveler passing through the French town of Poligny who was attacked by a wolf. The traveler fought the beast, wounding it and causing it to flee. The man followed the blood trail left by the injured beast and led him to the door of a house in which a woman was binding her husband's injured arm. The traveler was suspicious, as he should be. And he reported the entire incident to the authorities who captured a man and tortured him. Michael Verdun confessed that he was a shapeshifter. He also confessed to murder, cannibalism, and trafficking with the devil. Lastly, he named two other men who were also shapeshifters, Pierre Brogot and Philbert Montau. Imagine being the two dudes who he like dimed out. You know, they're just sitting at home eating dinner or whatever, and the cops bust in. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, Michael, what? No, no, I, I didn't do that. You son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you, oh, if I could fucking transform right now. The two Step named outside. men. We know your shape shifters. We were told by your other wise guy. The two named men were brought in for questioning, and Burgo confessed also to shape shifting and to committing some other pretty heinous crimes. Um, they expand upon it on uh, Burgos' confession, saying Burgos told of making a deal with three mysterious strangers to protect his sheep. Burgos claimed he was told only later that the deal included renouncing God and that he received the ointment from Verdun, which which is Michael Verdun, the main guy that got busted, which allowed him to shapeshift, and the two men jointly killed at least two children. It's not known for certain if Montauk also confessed, but it's known that he was executed with the other men. Again, it doesn't pay to be a werewolf, apparently. Or crazy. Because, well, yeah, well, the one guy was, he, hey, you're fucking crazy. Um, in 1685, Anspach in Germany was part of the Holy Roman Empire. You know about the Germans. Yes. Yes. Da. 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 In the Holy Roman that's Empire. That's Russian, but sure. <sighs> then what the fuck is German? Yeah. Fucking shit. Yeah. J A. Yeah. How is that? Uh, anyway, the district was faced with an actual wolf, which was killing and eating their livestock, and eventually made the step up to killing people. The terrorized. Step up. <laughs> Level up. <laughs> You've won. <laughs> the terrified citizens were certain that not only was the culprit a werewolf, but that the wolf was really the town's former mayor. Adam West. Sorry about your luck. (laughs) Mayor Adam West. Yeah, his name has never came up in any of the stuff, but he was back from the dead and in the form of a wolf. A hunting party went, a hunting party, same thing as a party, right? Party? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Went after the wolf with a number of dogs and drove the wolf into a well where it was killed. The citizens still firmly believing that the animal was a werewolf cut off the wolf's nose, put the mask of a human face on it, dressed it in men's clothing, and hung it from a pole. Presumably as a warning to any other werewolves who might consider that area of good hunting ground. 
Um, There's some fucked up times to live in. D- d- but <laughs> it sounds to me like the shit they're doing to these guys after they die and after their execution is fucking worse yeah. than what they actually right. did. Absolutely. Jeebus Christmas. All right. So uh, let's see. I, I got uh, I got a couple. of. Oh, OK. Let's let's talk about the Livonian one that you were talking about. The Livonian werewolf. Werewolf confession. Could... My God. I'm a tomato. Adam West. And he just, Mayor Adam he West. Just, he just threw that in. Oh, yeah. I was like, again, I have one ear. <laughs> so it was kind of weird. All right. I tell you what. We're going to do this last one here. It's the werewolf of Alariz. Widely thought of as Spain's first ever serial killer, Manuel Blanco Romanzata, is unusual. My father was killed by the six-fingered man. <laughs> is unusual for a werewolf operating late in the mid-19th century. Actually, Romanzata was an unusual case in a few ways. Born in 1809, he had been raised as a girl until Uh about the age of six, (laughs) at which point doctors discovered he was male. What? Wait. Wait. Yep, that happened. 1800s. Apparently, he was was raised raised as a girl. All right. I know I, a couple people like that today. I'm like, I'm not writing this shit. I'm just, I'm reading it. What right? if werewolves start to become a thing now because people are being raised as like women and men? You're trying to like gender neutral? Yeah, shit? like it's werewolves, the werewolves. next gender. The next gender. They could be. I'm not going to talk about that. That could <laughs> be. All right. So born in 1809, he had been raised as a girl until about the age of six. Like I said, he grew up, married, and worked as a tailor. When his wife died in 1833, he took up the traveling salesman trade, also guiding travelers around Spain and Portugal. <laughs> hey, it's your local werewolf. You want to buy some stuff? <laughs> Hi, I'm a girl. No, I'm a guy. No, I'm a girl. No, I'm a guy. Just buy this. Sorry. I have rabies. Yeah. <laughs> During this time, he murdered several people who had hired him as a guide. He was not, he was not a cunning man. Romansata was noticed selling their clothes, and rumors started to circulate that he was selling soap made with human fat. Ooh. A complaint was lodged, and Romansata was arrested. He confessed to 13 murders. But here's where it gets all crazy and shit. He said he had been cursed with lycanthropy, but upon being asked to demonstrate his transformation abilities, Romansata declared that the curse had passed and he was no longer afflicted. He was actually acquitted of four of the deaths. Those forensic examination found had been committed by real wolves, which is kind of odd if you think about it. This guy claimed to be a werewolf, said it was passed, and they went in, did the forensic examination. It's like, oh, there was actually real wolves. I'm just saying. However, he was found guilty of the rest. A phrenological, phrenological, fuck words. I hate words. The English language is so dumb. Phrenological examination of Romansata by doctors determined that he had invented his curse and he was sentenced to death. He was commuted to life imprisonment on the request of a French hypnotist. <laughs> what even, is happening anymore? I don't even know anymore. Where have we gone? This is fucking so weird. Who believed the Romansata was suffering a delusion and petitioned a stay of execution so that he might study the man. In 1863, a newspaper reported that Romansata passed away that year in prison from stomach cancer. Yeah. Okay, so boys and girls, the moral of the story basically, essentially is, if you get in trouble because you're a fucking whack job, just tell them you're a werewolf. And then mm. it's over. I'm going to beg to differ. I feel like if you do say you're a, 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 um, a werewolf, you're immediately going to be like drawn and quartered. No, not like, nowadays you get a padded room, four score, uh, five oh, star I guess meal. Right. And yeah, back then, that's a bad thing to say. Breakfast. Don't say that shit. Like, you're better off being a fucking witch back then. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... 
werewolf immediately, you get fucked. But these dudes are going around claiming that they're werewolves and like killing mostly children and eating them, eating them as well. And I actually had a few more in here too. So this shit did happen back in the day where people were just completely fucked up in their head and doing dumb shit and went in and then just, you know, killed people. Well, it's not like that's simply an old thing. Like in the 60s, like, what was it, 60s or 70s when the guy said that his neighbor's dog was telling him to murder Son people? Of Sam. Yeah, like mental illness and, and serial murder yeah, yeah. isn't a new thing. It isn't like it's gone away. It's still here. Which, by the way, have you guys had a chance to watch uh, the new season of Mindhunter? No. I've never even watched the show. Dude, it's fucking unreal. Uh, literally, if you're listening out there right now and you have Netflix and you've never watched Mindhunter, if you're in to the serial killer true crime shit, fucking amazing show amazing so this season they actually had uh uh, berkowitz the son of sam killer on the show and not the real guy but like the portrayal of him the the person pretending uh, acting as him Mm -hmm. was awesome the guy looked and acted exactly like him it was great and they also had charles manson charles manson's a crazy motherfucker yeah so anyway total side note if you get a chance watch that so what do we think about werewolves after all this fucking shit that i spewed out tonight what do we think i still feel like they got a bad rap i really do i think out of all the uh the monsters per se i feel like werewolves are just still the bastard child that like you know oh we we forgot your christmas present here have an extra cookie instead (laughs) you know like they're they're that guy and you know obviously back in the day Anybody who was nuts or crazy or committed some heinous crime, they're going to be considered some kind of monster, whether it be a witch, a werewolf, a vampire, whatever, what have you. Whether it's like a real thing or not, I I mean, I don't know. There's never been any like documented evidence other than what you talked about tonight, which was from way back in the way back in the day day, you know. But I think that's the whole point of it is that that everything that was depicted and everything that was brought up and everything was documented, it was all stemmed from some sort of a, uh, a, a mental disease. illness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, which, which when we talk about, you know, the, the Brown lady of, of what, what the damn place over in England, damn, I don't have my notes in front of me. Sorry. But uh, when we talk about that, I actually go further into that whole thing. Um, but I mean, even exorcism, we covered that in a whole episode right. and, and that was like almost the same thing where it was considered a mental illness, you know, and, but they, and, but there that had more, uh, it had more like proof and evidence to it than like this whole werewolf thing. But I think what we're coming across with all this is that, regardless of what the supposed affliction is, whether you're you know you you possessed by a demon or if you're you know a werewolf or whatever it is, I think it's it's all it's all uh, at least what I'm seeing here is the 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 related. Um, lines that go between these is that it's all mental disorders mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah and especially back then nobody knew what the fuck a mental disorder was like if you were a fucking if you if you thought you were a werewolf guess what we're gonna kill you you know right. what i mean as opposed to going oh maybe you have a problem you know they were just like oh you're gonna die you know let's break his arms and put his head on a fucking spit you know what i mean like yeah and nowadays i mean even up until recently there's still those problems where people go out and they'll do fucking crazy shit and, you know, they try to go in for the um, insanity plea, but they can't get off on an insanity plea because it's such that 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 whole 
I feel like I'm bringing it down right now. I don't want to bring it down because it's bullshit. Anyway, I apologize, listeners. It's a really big fucking thing that I'd like to talk about in a different podcast or different episode where it's just crazy and whatever. Uh, like our judicial system just does not do what it should. Anyway, werewolves, they did exist is how I feel. But I feel they existed because people thought they were werewolves. So if you think you're something, then you're a werewolf. And if you're going out and you're doing these heinous crimes and stuff, then guess what? You're a werewolf. You may suffer from mental, mental illness, but you still believe you're a werewolf. You know what I mean? That's how I feel about it. So right. a werewolf per se can't necessarily be like a dog. Like it's just a psycho person. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're psychosis. saying. Psychosis. Absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. It's yep. schizophrenia, psychosis, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, that's, that's good. So I think that what he said, but to add to that also, I think they could also have been in some cases, you know, a, a big, a big wolf or a pack of wolves attacking people that were traveling alone or whatever. A dire beast. Yeah, perhaps a, a mutated, not a mutated, but you know, a, a, a larger than normal wolf or a stronger than average wolf, even a wild boar or something like, you know, people, <laughs> a wild boar. Well, yeah, there, I read something about a, a wild, the reason they're immune to bullets or more, um, so less susceptible to bullets because they were shooting at it and boars have like thicker hides so they're saying that it could have been yeah, a boar boars don't look anything like wolves yeah well back then everyone, don't boars have tusks not necessarily yeah but they're on all fours like a wolf and it could, probably in the dark it could be conceived as a wolf almost they're as fast as them yeah they are very quick but that's that's for sure alright maybe alright maybe whatever you've I'll never I'll hunted know. a wild boar <laughs> I have not I've, I've yet to hunt so yeah overall a or a wolf People are dumb. I don't think people are dumb. Uneducated, ignorant. People are scared. And when you're scared. And by ignorant, when we say that word, we we mean like you just don't know. So therefore, you're going to assume. It's what you do know. Right. I would say back then in the 1500s, 1600s. Yeah. I think it still happens to this day. Yeah, but there's still a little bit. There's a little. And I hate to sound stupid even saying, but there is a little bit of common sense in people nowadays. There is a slight bare minimum can you put that on me real quick this much <laughs> that's how much common sense is out there nowadays this you, you know you what see i'm that? saying you know what i that's mean this much you know what i you know what i mean no i i completely i, I know what you're saying back I, like, then it was like it was a whole different world a whole different it, world i don't even know if it actually comes down to common sense i think it comes down to like in that day and age you were you grew up believing one thing and uh, that's beer guys sorry but the second you, it's out of your realm of uh, of perception. It becomes something. It's 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 Satanist or it's evil or it's a witch or it's a whatever. You know what I mean? Whatever sounds the most predominantly close to that thing that you're seeing. And but I also think that kind of goes along with the whole Mothman thing and stuff like that. You know, I, I think, think the majority of these things that we talk about go along that that line for sure. Mm-hmm. I think that. Uh, you stepped on something, buddy. <laughs> I didn't say stepped on him. Stepped on. Anyway, so werewolves. I do believe that people thought they were werewolves back in the day. I do also believe that those people got fucked up beyond recognition. They did some dumb shit. They got fucking yoisted up and fucking burnt and fucking, I don't know, razor blades and Jesus, everything else you could fucking think of. Um, unfortunately, you know, people, you know, they fuck up. People fuck up. They become wolves. 
Keep your mouth shut now, see? <laughs> yeah, right. If you're a werewolf, shut the fuck up. <laughs> if you're a vampire, shut the fuck up. Period. All right. So what do you think? Case closed on this? Yes. I would like to dovetail this into another episode of where we discuss the Hollywood aspect of werewolves and go over what we feel is like the scariest werewolf and, and you know, why. So what is your scariest werewolf? Save that for the worlds? episode. Yeah, I think we should Save have an episode, episode dissect that. Ah, you motherfuckers. Cliffhanger. Ooh. <laughs> that was a good movie. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, it's good. Like Cliff Diver, that song we played last week. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely stay tuned after um, when we're done with this uh, episode talking about werewolves, which uh, if you didn't like this episode because it felt like it was too, like, too much shit, let us know if you want us to go back to just like, you know, I don't know not saying anything spouting off just, <laughs> just spouting off thoughts, stupid yeah. shit yeah um you know let us know either way let us know if you like it whether you don't please stay tuned after we are finished so you can hear um dawn's light um which is an awesome band kind of like uh, twilight breaking dawn i don't know what that is that's a werewolf movie right riley it's my favorite one <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I've never seen one of those, dude. I swear to God, I've I had to watch them all with my daughter. Oh no, really? Yeah. Uh, see, you know what's lucky? My daughter made me sit down and watch all of the um, Lord of the Rings. Oh, you bastard! Yeah, I know. Those are I know. great movies. I know. So I was okay with that. I was okay. And the young one though, she likes to watch fucking weird shit, dude. Like Five Nights at Freddy or something. Oh yeah, yeah. my son's into that. Yeah, what the fuck is that? It's like the uh, Chuck E. Cheese robots come to life when the restaurant closes and like murder things and people and stuff. They murder things? Alright? Am I right? Yeah, Riley knows. Why is she watching this shit? Because she's a millennial. That's what oh, they do. It's a video game, yeah. Oh my god. I bet she knows more curse words than you do. Oh. I bet she knows more racial slurs than you do. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> Why? Is there a lot of those in there? Just It's just internet culture. Yeah. It's just all over the place. Dude, we're moving to West Virginia and taking away everything. Anyway. Mothman motorcycles. <laughs> On that note, we want to thank you guys for hanging out with us for another episode of the Midnight Train Podcast. Um, we had I had an actual great time like researching this stuff and kind of figuring out where the whole mythos came from. Um, you know, from ancient Greece and you know, people have been thinking that someone's gonna turn into a a wolf for a long fucking time. So, um, but the, the movies that came from it were fucking badass. Um, you can always email us at the midnight train podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitter, whatever the hell that thing's called. Um, I know it's Twitter. I just make fun of it. I'm Chat sorry. snapper. Chat snatch. <laughs> the tweet box. Snatch chatter. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you say whoa. snatch chatter? That's an entirely different what website. What are you going to take it to level 10? On. Yeah, dude, he's like man, cranking it up. Why are you all day. at level one? Wow, man! Uh, you can find us uh, <laughs> our website, the official website, the Midnight Train where we have all of our YouTube videos on there. We have all of our episodes on there, so you can go and listen to those. Um, it's all free of charge for you to go in there and just sign up to listen to bonus content. So just remember that. Tell your friends about it. Listen on Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere else you can listen to your favorite podcast. Like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review because, listen, it really does help us because we move up in the ratings and stuff, and then all of a sudden, you know, they go, hey, these guys don't suck. And then all of a sudden, other people go, Wow, they don't suck. See how that happens? Because listen, this is our 16th episode uh, outside of the uh, the bonus episodes, and we want to thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, to Chainsaw, to Davey, 
to all of our, you know, fans or listeners that are coming out there right now. We really want to thank you guys so much. And uh, on behalf of, uh, oh, what, what? You're, you're... I just want to chime in real quick yeah. before you close it out. A um, couple things to remember, guys. We need all the boobs you can find sent to Riley. Okay, whether that's Facebook, emails, chat snapper. Cat boobs, dog boobs. Yeah. Boar boobs. He needs all boobs, the boobs he could handle. Pig boobs, orangutan boobs. Right, right. Which look like just old lady boobs. Yeah. Um, any boobs you can find, send to Riley. Um, find him on Snapchat, Facebook. Um, you're on Instagram as well, right? No. Just, yeah, you're a liar. Oh, he's um, on Instagram. You, you can find him. He's everywhere. Just oh, make yeah. sure you're sending like just the most awesome disgustingly bad boobs ever yeah let's get let's get his his dm box entirely like overloaded full just boobs with boobs of all kinds just boobs of any nature whatsoever yeah not can even be a drawing of a boob like if you if you just want to draw it like on a pen and paper <laughs> just and just send on like, a napkin <laughs> do like 50 different ones and set each one separately <laughs> to his just, inbox just send napkin drawings yeah. of boobs yeah, because because Riley needs boobs in his life. So there's that, guys. Don't forget it. And then just a couple of things on uh, coming up to let you know. Uh, we are in contact with Sarah and her sister. We're working on scheduling a show for and that. If you That's remember, Sarah was on episode four, I believe, where yeah. she came in and she was talking to us about her uh, her poltergeist story or whatever. And her sister is an actual hunter, right? Yes, she's a ghost hunter. Yeah. Am I so, loud? Are you loud? I feel like I'm yelling. <laughs> So I have like it's the end headphones. of the episode, Jeff. It's a little late for that. <laughs> yeah, my headphones are the only the only one ear is working, so I feel like I'm yelling to compensate you for sound it. Good. So you sound if I'm loud to you guys know. listening, I apologize. So I'll do it in post. That so, anyways, we're gonna get uh, Sarah and her sister. Uh, we are gonna do the trip over to Moody's house. We're just working on scheduling that, so we're that's coming that up. Look for out. that. We're gonna do a ghost hunting episode over at uh, Moody's house, and uh, I. <laughs> not only is he. But his wife's also going to be there. And if uh, Danny, if you're out there listening right now, we cannot wait to come and fuck your house up. And and you guys promised beer and pizza. Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to find it's some be ghosts. A good time. Yeah. So we're going to go online and the Amazon and get our ghost hunting kits. Right. 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 The ones we've been talking about forever. Yeah. So we got that. And then also, since it is September, uh, in a month, it will be October, which you all know is Halloween. So I think what we're going to be doing for the month of October is kind of like a countdown to Halloween. So each episode, we'll we'll do kind of like a another mini series leading up to Halloween, and we'll have an amazing show for Halloween mini, uh, with a mini, surprise. Mini, mini, mini. Riley's going to dress up as a different monster every episode. So you'll want to catch the YouTube feed of that. By the way, uh, other than that, that's about it. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, the, uh, you know October's coming up, man. That's uh, the best time to sit down, hunker behind a fire, grab a a good drink and then watch your favorite horror movies. So yeah. maybe what we'll do is like a horror movie countdown. What do you yeah, think? That you sounds know? good. Like we'll knock it down and we'll go, we'll go through and make it happen. Um, we want to thank you guys so much for listening again. We are the midnight train podcast. Find us at please at the midnight train podcast.com. And wherever you listen to Spotify. your, <laughs> your favorite podcast. And again, buy some merch. Choo choo motherfuckers.
Just look around There's no